Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Ryan Mallory, and this is my Swing Trading the Stock Market podcast. I'm here to teach you how to trade in a complex, ever-changing world of finance. Learn what it means to trade profitably and consistently, managing risk, avoiding the pitfalls of trading, and most importantly, to let those winners run wild. You can succeed at the stock market, and I'm ready to show you how. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory with Swing Trading the Stock Market. And, you know, first off, I just want to tell you guys, thank you for for making this first quarter a, a really good one for the podcast. I know it's come under very unfavorable circumstances in the stock market, but I really appreciate you guys giving me your listening ear and uh, hearing what I have to say, and it's, it's meant the world to me. Record record numbers, highest quarter of listeners yet for the podcast. And here's the thing. There's, there's a lot of people out there that are providing their opinions and their takes on the stock market. They're calling bottoms, they're calling tops, or saying they called a bottom, or saying that they called a top when probably they didn't. And it's just like a unchecked ego fest. You know, the the thing for me is is that yeah, I want I want my listeners to, to grow in number, and I want you know more people to uh, hear what I have to say. Or else, why would I do this? I'm not going to be doing it to talk to a wall and have nobody listen to it. So I do want to grow grow my audience and stuff. But I want to do that because in the return, I gave you guys something that was that was worth listening to. That was worth hearing what I have to say each and every week and to, to be able to learn from it and, and apply it to your trading and investing. And that's really what I'm here for. Uh, I, I really want to, to, to help you guys develop into self-made traders when you're in very difficult markets like what we're seeing right now. This is a historical market crash. I want to be the person there that's going to help you guys through these tough times. I mean, I'm not a perfect trader. I'm not perfect at investing, but I, what I do offer is a truckload of experience, a lot of time and, and, and frustrations over the years that I've had to hone in my, my skills and my, my ability to trade the stock market. And instead of you guys having to go through those same kinds of moments, I really want to help you avoid some of the lessons that cost me money in the past, that cost me uh, sleepless nights. That's, that's really what I want to do here. So in today's podcast episode, the, the topic's going to be about buying quality versus buying catastrophe. And also, if you haven't done so yet, go to my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash shareplanner. I'm doing stock market updates one to two times a week. Right now, uh, it's been once a week, but I actually just did one yesterday. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, upload another one sometime this weekend on the market. I'm doubling up on these videos. And the videos, they do take a long time. The podcasts don't take nearly as long, but the, the videos do take a while because there's just so much editing that goes into it. I'm not a perfect talker by any means or or a presenter, so I have to kind of edit all my my mistakes out of these videos and, and the podcast too. So yeah, let's let's get on to this quality versus catastrophe because it's very relevant right now with the market that we're dealing with. You see, there's a number of stocks right now that everybody is talking about. You have your Royal Caribbeans, that's RCL, Norwegian Cruise Line, NCLH, Delta, DAL, American Airline, AAL, United Airlines, UAL, Boeing, BA. I mean, I could go on for a while. There's a bunch of them. Restoration Hardware, RH, 
Um, that one's just taken a quite a beating too. But there's a lot of them that are really seeing some catastrophic market drops. Guys, you, 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 those are catastrophic plays right now, right? You want to stay away from those because there's huge unknowns. And in this market, there's just so many stocks that it's going to take years for them to come back if they if they do come back. There's a lot of talk about bailouts, like Boeing needing bailouts, these uh, airliners needing bailouts, the cruise liners, the casinos, the hotels. They're taking just a royal beating. There's huge unknowns. You don't know if they're going to come back. Yeah, they might be at some incredible valuations, but are they going to be coming back anytime soon? Are they going to uh, be able to persist going forward? Are you going to see like what you saw in 2008 where some stocks, they get so downtrodden and destroyed that they just get acquired by somebody else? Those are the, those are the things that, that can happen when you're dealing in, in like a financial meltdown in the stock market. And when I say financial, I'm not just talking about the banks or anything. I'm just talking about the whole financial system, like the stock market. The stock market's having a breakdown because there's no earnings being made because nobody's allowed to work. So when you're looking at these catastrophic plays like the airliners and the like Boeing and 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 others, there's huge unknowns. What's going to survive at the end? What is it going to look like at the end? I don't know. I really don't. So, so people want to get into these plays because of how much they've sold off. That really shouldn't be the focus of our attention. So there's an exercise that I want you to do, and I think it'll be a good exercise for for you to take part in. The first part of the exercise is to actually make a list of the stocks that are just like catastrophic plays out there right now. You don't have to name all of them, but you know, do like 10, 15, 20 of them. There's bunches of them out there. Obvious ones like Boeing, UAL, AAL, DAL, RCL, NCLH. Some really bad stock price action. Make that list. Now I want you to make another list. Which stocks will be the obvious survivors? And there's plenty of them out there. There's tons of them. When I think about obvious survivors, I think of stocks like Apple, AAPL, and Microsoft, MSFT, Facebook, FB, Netflix, NFLX. You're fang stocks, right? And then you have like Walmart, and then you have just countless stocks. They'll get through this kind of stuff, or at least it's assumed that they'll get through this. It's likely that they'll get us through this. I don't see anything right now that says, hey, they're not going to make it out of this alive. I do think that they will. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you have your list of obvious survivors, and then you have your list of stocks that are catastrophic. Possible that they they survive. Maybe it's even better than 50-50 that they survive, but there's a lot of unknown there. And their stock price is down like 80-90%. It's bad out there. Now I want you to look at the charts for, for the ones that are the catastrophic plays and the ones that are quality and likely to survive. And the ones that you have no reason to believe that they won't survive. Look at their charts. Look at how much all of them have sold off. Everything's pretty much sold off in this market. There's there's a handful of stocks. Like you got Zoom. Z- Zoom even has its days. But overall, like look at their charts going back to like February. See which ones have just been really hammered in the catastrophic column. And then the ones that are of quality plays that have been hammered. But maybe not to the tune of like 80, 90%. Look at them and, and, and see see what, what kind of uh, 
sell-offs that they've had. Now you have to ask yourself, is it worth it for me to dabble in the catastrophic place, take on the additional risk, take on the additional uncertainty for the potential of greater profits? It's a big question. For me, no. My gosh, if I got Apple selling, you know, 20, 30, 40% off of its all-time highs, you got Google that's, you know, a third off of its all-time highs, and why would I want to go dabble with stocks that, yeah, it's down 90%, yeah, they'll double, triple if they make it out of this stuff, you know, over time possibly, but there's so much uncertainty where you just lose it all. You could. Look, 2008 was brutal, man. I saw a lot of companies that never made it back. Same thing with the dot-com bubble. There's a lot of dot-com bubbles. Went to like incredible valuations. There was no value to those. They were just, they're almost like just pink sheets on steroids. They never made it out of it. So we're going to be in this phase here for who knows how long. And when you start buying those stocks, you have to ask yourself, am I going to take on the additional risk of some of these catastrophic plays? Or am I going to take advantage of the fact that there's some really good quality stocks that have already sold off that I can go buy into at a discount? The crazy thing in all this is that we're all trying to find a bottom in this stock market. We're all trying to figure out where does this market finally stop the pain for, for so many investors and traders? Where does it just give up at, right? Where does the, the buyers come back in with conviction and push this market back towards its all-time highs again one day in the hopefully not so distant future, right? Probably going to be a while, though. Everyone's going to try to do that. Then you have the, the grandstanders on Twitter and on social media, whether it's stock tweets or on CNBC, they will talk about how this is the bottom. I'm calling the bottom right here. If they're wrong, then they just kind of like quietly delete a tweet or they just pretend they never said that or just ignore the fact that everybody's calling them out on saying it and getting it wrong because most will get it wrong. If I tried to call a bottom right now, there's a good chance I'm going to get it wrong. I, I did a YouTube video about the three scenarios that I see playing out. I don't know which one's going to play out for sure. I have my belief on what I think will happen, but I'm not going to definitely say, hey, this is where we're going to bottom out at. A lot of times where you get the eventual bottom is that at a place that nobody foresaw. It's usually a place where there, oftentimes there isn't in a, a key identifiable support level. So you have to be open to anything happening in the stock market. You can't get yourself all up in a tizzy because somebody's calling a bottom and you're afraid that you might miss it and you get that fear of missing out. You can't let those you can't let the bottom callers out there suck you in to the market. You know, people people are hoping to be able to say, I called the bottom, and then they can just keep retweeting that tweet for the next fifteen years saying, Look what I did back in two thousand and twenty. I called the bottom of the coronavirus. I mean, that's what they're hoping for. They'll probably put like thirty or forty tweets out there over the next couple of weeks calling bottom, 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 you know, and, and it's all at different price levels and, and everything. And they've probably already done 30 or 40 tweets in the past. I mean, I can, I can name a bunch of them offhand and they're just going to hope that they can reference that one tweet that might've got him right. But that's, that's really, that's just, that's just stupidity right there. That's, that's people that are, they're putting themselves ahead of everybody else. And they're just trying to uh, look like an expert or some kind of fortune teller. Look, you can't, you, you can't have a crystal ball when it comes to the stock market. Nobody knows when it's going to bottom. You don't know when it's going to bottom, and neither do I. We can forecast. We can project what, what possible scenarios there are. But in the end, it's going it's going to go where it wants to, and, and you nor I have any say in that. Another thing that you can do when it comes to the stock market, whether it's buying uh, catastrophic plays or buying quality plays, whatever you choose to do, I personally, as you probably already figured it out with this podcast, I'm more along the lines of buying the quality plays that have been hit the hardest. But regardless of what side of the fence you are on or which, whatever side of the fence you decide you want to go with, it's a good idea to reduce the capital that you put in play during times of great uncertainty. Like right now, I, I have in my trading accounts, I have about 10% of my capital in play. 
It's not a lot. But I also think the times are very, very uncertain. And so I don't want to risk or jeopardize taking huge hits in the stock market when the uncertainties are at their highest. But I'm still trying to profit. I'm just doing it with less capital in play. If the market starts to develop a stronger trend, and yes, the market's had a pretty solid trend line over the last month and a half. But even within that trend, there was a seven-day period where the S&P 500 went down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down for seven straight days. And it started at 2,400 and it finished at like 2,300. So there was like more than 400 points. I think it was like 440 points of downward movement that was the net of all that up and down. And there was some big rallies. Two of the three rallies saw huge, monstrous historical gains. Some of the biggest that the market's ever seen from a point total and percentage total. But in the end, despite all that, despite the choppiness, the market still finished about 400 points lower. Totally crazy. So in times of uncertainty, it's it's it's, it's a smart idea to take on less less uh, exposure with your capital. In the end, less is more. I've said this in previous podcasts. I've said it in the trading block. I say it everywhere. Less is more in times like this. Stay away from the market at times if you need to, like on a certain day. If you're trying to figure out the stock market, if you've had a couple of losing trades and you can't figure out what your next play should be, just just take a walk, get away from the computer, stay away for a little bit. Maybe Maybe just shut it down for the day and come back the next day. The market will still be there. You don't have to get into the bottom. You won't miss the whole bounce, too. It's not like one day we're going to bottom and we're going to be at the all-time highs by the end of the day. You're not going to miss on a mo- miss out on a move like that. That's not going to happen, okay? So there will be plenty of opportunity to profit from the bounce. But you've got to be patient. You don't have to get in at the very bottom. So that's going to do it for today. I, You know, I, I really hope you guys are doing okay out there. Um, I get a lot of your emails and I appreciate them. Sometimes I don't even get a chance to answer all of them. I, I really try to. I try to answer comments in the on the YouTube channel or on uh, social media or on Twitter. But yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a difficult market out there. A lot of people are, are losing a lot of money and, and it, it breaks my heart for that. But I'm trying to lay out some basic principles to guide you through this. You just got to you got to manage the risk, man. The, the, the profits is not what's important right now. The, the risk is, okay? Managing the risk. Staying out if you're not sure what's going on. Staying out if, if you're questioning yourself or if you're feeling the frustration simmer. You just got to stay out sometimes. And so you do that, you'll, you'll be fine in this market. You, you got to manage the risk. Remember, less is more. Don't chase after the catastrophic plays. Look for the quality. Look for the quality out there because they're all discounted too. So... That's going to do it. Thank you. Take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Swing Trading the Stock Market. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePointer Trading Block, where I navigate the stock market each day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you will get a seven-day trial and access to my trading room, including alerts via text, email, and WhatsApp. So go ahead, sign up by going to SharePointer.com slash trading block. That's www.SharePointer.com slash trading block. And follow me on SharePlanner's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where I provide unique market and trading information every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at brian at All the best to you, and I look forward to trading with you soon.